Welcome back to another episode. I am V, and this is the Sussex set. Right off the bat, I just want to thank all of you guys that have left reviews recently. We're at 99, so that's pretty much there on the road to 100. So I really appreciate you guys. Um, let's jump right into the charity spotlight. I'm going to highlight Ways for Change. That is one of the charities that the Sussex Royal Instagram is now following for the month of August. They asked people, what were your forces for change? And to leave that in the comments and uh, Ways for Change made the final it's not a competition, so I won't say final cut, but they are one of the accounts that um, millions of people are now exposed to for the work that they do. And please do make sure you check out Sussex Royals' latest post. They did a really nice share of one of the uh, another account that they are following for the month of August, and they made that video and shared it with Harry and Meghan just as a show of gratitude. And it's a really, really great video that showcases what they do. And um, Sussex Royal shared it, which was pretty awesome. And I love that. I love that. So Waves for Change. They are a great organization that provides a child-friendly mental health service to at-risk youth living in unstable communities. Through access to safe spaces and caring mentors and provisions of weekly surf therapy lessons, which I think is so cool, Waves for Change gives children the skills to cope with stress, regulate behavior, build healing relationships, and to make positive choices in life. In short, through activities like surfing, they help kids who have had adverse childhood experiences or ACEs and... Um, they they it helps them to feel safe and helps them to develop coping strategies in the process. So in general, ACEs are something that most people associate with something good, like ace in the hole or, you know, an ace in a playing card game or something. Not to, you know, trivialize it or anything, but in behavioral science and social sciences, ACEs are, again, adverse childhood experiences, and those are not good. Most of us have maybe experienced one or two. You're lucky if you've experienced none. But some people experience many, many, many of them. And for them, they're inescapable. So adverse childhood experiences, what are they? They include but are not limited to physical abuse, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, emotional neglect, exposure to domestic violence, household substance abuse, household mental illness, parental separation or divorce, or having an incarcerated household member. So these are the types of kids that Waves for Change likes to target. And that's why the charity is so important, the fact that they target these kids, because helping them help to regulate stress and build healing relationships that impacts the rest of their lives because the number of ACEs a child is impacted by, then the more strongly associated with other adulthood risks they are, such as smoking and alcohol use or abuse. Well, there's nothing wrong with drinking alcohol, but abusing is where it becomes dangerous or drug abuse, promiscuity, severe obesity, and it is also correlated with other health, health issues such as depression, heart disease, cancer, chronic lung disease, and general shortened lifespan. 
those are childhood experiences, adverse childhood experiences that impact the rest of their lives. And so what Ways for Change does is they try to step into their lives. And I, I sort of picture it as a, trying to cut some of that short because those are direct correlations. Um, if I can remember the specific podcast, I actually, actually it was a TED Talk podcast. I listened to uh, someone give a TED Talk on adverse childhood experiences and how in all of the studies that they looked at, how that directly and negatively impacts people's lives well into adulthood. And so this is why I love what this charity does and why they do it. So their main way of helping to provide therapy and stress relief for these children is through surf therapy. And if you go to their website, they actually show you how people can get involved because what they do is they set up surfing sites. So you can help an existing site or you can help to set up a new site through their charity. So they'll tell you how to get involved and the people can do things like donate surfboards. They provide transportation for the kids so you can perhaps help with that. I mean, I would imagine, let's say people with businesses, if you wanted to, if you were in the area and you wanted to donate transportation so that they have that, or um, if you ran a surf shop. So I would imagine if I lived in California and had a surf shop, I would donate a bunch of boards, you know. So it's it's different ways to get involved. But um, if anything, donating so that the sites can pay for the food and the wetsuits for the kids, uh, I will make sure I put the link in the description for you to find out a little bit more. But I really like this organization because they have identified a way to make lasting change in someone's life by identifying the thing that impacts people the most. And those are most times traumatic experiences. And so how many of us live in cultures where we're told just to get on with life and to brush whatever happened to us under the rug? I mean, really, so many of us. And to an extent, you do have to forge on if you if you want to live, you know, hopefully you do. But um, some people, some people never get the chance to deal with those experiences. And everybody is a child once. So Waves for Change recognizes that. And brilliantly, they use the ocean to help distress and to help build trusting relationships or showing the children how to build trusting relationships. Thank you, Waves for Change, for all that you do. It's such an important organization and um, organizations like it. So I encourage all of you guys to go to their website, it is waves-for-change.org. And see how you can get involved or just learn more. They are Waves for Change and definitely hit them up on Instagram to keep up with all that they're doing. Now, let me just give y'all a quick heads up. This will be a quick episode. Uh, to be honest, I'm so tired of thinking about um, Will and Kate, to be, just to be honest, um, and talking about them, obviously. But... Um, I mean, just just to kind of close this whole thing. I mean, last week was a little bit of a fiasco. It was funny, you know, because it wasn't a fiasco for me or you. But it's just kind of like um, we were all sort of gawking, which is which is kind of what you do when something blows up in people's faces. 
and you get involved if you care. None of us know these people, but um, yeah. So last week we saw William and Kate and their family looking poor and destitute on the tarmac, trying to um, let us know that they were budgeting like the rest of us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I didn't want to take the helicopter this time. But um, people were even patting them on the back for carrying their bags and all of that. Um, we we kind of got evidence, right, uh, that they have a lot of fangirls in the media. And um, just people just say, no, they look like an ordinary family and on and on and on and on. Well, what we know now, what you know now at this point, is that uh, very soon after they left the airport, they had their airport strut and all of that, um, what happened was the actual opposite of what the papers were trying to shove down down people's throats. And that's the part of it all that annoys me most, you know, because whether you've been paying attention or not, this isn't the first stunt that Harry, um, not Harry, this isn't the first stunt that William and Kate have done, Um, you know, to varying degrees of success. And sometimes you do need to pull a stunt. Princess Diana, she used the media too. You I mean, people do that. But see, this is one kind of got under everybody's skin because it was kind of like, dang, that's your brother. Why would you do that? Why would you do that to your own brother? You know, but um, in seeing how the media responded to the news that there was an empty plane, how they responded to William and Kate being involved in that whole thing, and knowing how it would have been such a different story if it had been Harry and Meghan, that's the part that annoys me the most. Because it wasn't an $83 budget flight. That's the mode of transportation used by regular working people trying to save a few coins. But it was the future king and queen enjoying an entire budget flight after an empty plane was flown, especially for them, to meet them. So either way you slice it, like, it was still a stunt. The stunt was still a stunt. Whether they made the calls or not, this that was not planned months in advance, as people tried to have you believe. It backfired. That's just, that's just the, what it was at the end of the day. And yeah, let's say the company wanted their logo in the photos, as it's being reported. Well, far more damage was done to the environment because of planes were larger than any private plane. So the carbon footprint was way bigger than anything that any of these people in the media were complaining about just the couple of days before. And um, just far more waste was witnessed. But here's the thing that I hope everyone noticed. I'm sure you did because it, it was kind of blaring because we see how they treat Harry and Meghan. Like we, we see how they salivate over any piece of news about them so that they can trash them, right? But I hope everyone noticed how quickly the royal reporters came to their defense. They did not know. It must be stressed. They did not know. I mean, bending over all the way backwards. And um, every paper was basically saying the same thing. Um, Those are the ones that weren't neutral. The ones who were neutral, they kind of left that off because really, isn't that irrelevant? They didn't know. Isn't that irrelevant? Like, because if it was Harry and Meghan, they would have said, oh, well, you should have known. You should have known and you should have made a call to um, 
not use that airline? Why did you switch from Logan Air? Why didn't you, you know, just all kinds of things that they, they do. You know how they do. But they've been over backwards to make sure everybody knew that the Cambridges, quote unquote, did not know. So, I mean, to me, that just kind of confirms what a lot of people have been saying to me lately, which is something I hadn't really thought about, but that the royal press or the people in that are royal reporters, they know so much about these people that uh, or they know so much about the family that the press and the and the the family, they they seek to have a great relationship and then they're going to use Megan as a shield because she's an outsider anyway. And so if they don't play nice, if, you know, I'm saying people other than the Sussexes don't play nice, then the royal reporters are going to somehow go ape shit and I don't know, start exposing their secrets or something. I don't know. But it just seems really weird to to because I still say they threw they try to throw Megan and Harry under the bus. It seems really weird to do that. And um, again, that's not the first instance of that that we feel has happened of, you know, people choosing themselves over family unity. But um, I'm not presuming to know what their relationship is true in truth, you know, but it just seems an odd thing to do when you're supposed to supposedly be close to your brother. One of my main takeaways, though, is that the people who write these articles, they think that everyone is stupid. They think that no one can see their tricks. And I know I went in on Kate and and William last week or last episode, and that's largely because I feel, again, they participate in the press mess. Like, they're willing participants because they knew they would get overwhelmingly positive headlines and what do you know? That's exactly what happened. And this is before anybody was saying the plane was empty. That's what was happening. Like people were really laying it on thick. And I think that's really what enraged so many of us because it's so transparent, <laughs> you know. But the irony is when the true story came out, they still got positive headlines for the most part. And all of the British tabloid press was caping for them. Like I said, they did not know. And not only that, but the story was snatched from a real reporter who was about to break the story about the empty plane being flown to them to fly them wherever they were going. It's really just a game that's being played at this point. And perhaps it's a game that they would only play on on, on Megan's maternity leave because she's not out here every other day for them to pick her apart over because look at how long they talked about the private plane story and I don't know what story it was before that maybe it was the Vogue or something in between but they just chew they just chew on her name because they know that people are going to buy what they're selling even if what they're selling is complete BS yet the Cambridges manipulated their way into the headlines that's what I believe they got into the headlines now or maybe or maybe the press helped them into the headlines so that they could continue to talk about Megan because really all of the articles about how great the Cambridges were were really about Harry and Megan taking a flight to Elton John's house they weren't really about the Cambridges taking a budget flight because they don't care about the Cambridges taking any kind of flight because they know they own a helicopter
<laughs> like the absurdity. So it's like I even saw somebody shared on Twitter. Sorry, I can't remember exactly who it was, but um, a picture of um, a headline with with Kate and the Queen in the car and all of them are smiling and the headline is like, here's Kate and the Queen, but where's Megan? <laughs> you know, so we already see what the game is. But even when they find their way in the headlines, they don't stay there for long. And I'm talking about the Cambridges. Why? Because the press doesn't want to talk about them. You know, that's kind of goes back to what I was saying in the beginning of my episode from last week. I'm sorry you're not as popular. It's not your fault. Well, it kind of is, but it's not really your fault because people really like Harry and Meghan. They don't like them to spite you, even though I feel like sometimes they think that that's what it is. But whatever, that's a tangent. It's a game. It's a game that's being played. The press thinks that people are stupid, that they're not onto the the tricks that they've been playing really for as long as Meghan has been a royal and a little bit before. Um and it's so transparent, but it's annoying that they don't realize the danger in it sometimes. Um, and in general, I, I'm just getting this narrative that they're writing about Megan that she doesn't deserve nice things. Because that's really what it boils down to. For me, that's what it feels like. She doesn't deserve to be on a private plane. She doesn't deserve to live in a house that gets to be renovated. <laughs> You know, she doesn't deserve to have a baby shower in New York. She doesn't deserve to have friends who let her use their plane to go to the baby shower in New York and pay for whatever they did at the baby shower. Because they were talking about carbon footprint then, you know, but they never talk about any of the other things that the other royals do that are the same or if not more luxurious and extravagant than what they accuse Meghan and Harry of being hypocrites about. You know, that truly gets under my skin because you're basically saying the dark girl doesn't deserve nice things and she ain't even that dark, but she, you know, she ain't white. That's the thing. And I always come back to that. I don't care. People get annoyed. It comes back to her being not white. You don't think she deserves any of the nice things, least of all a prince, you know, and if she had given Archie a title, you would have said that he doesn't deserve that. In so many words, in so many words, even if he is Harry's son. So it's just kind of like she's trying to do all the things that are true to herself, Harry and Meghan. They're doing all the things that are true to themselves, but they still have to exist within this bubble. And they're, they're making the best of it. And I know they got it good. I'm not I'm not completely blind to the fact that they have more privilege than probably 99 percent of the one percent. But um they still are attacked every day, and that's not right. That's not right. That's bullying. You know, it doesn't matter if somebody is rich. You don't attack them because of it. It doesn't matter if somebody is good-looking. Good-looking people have feelings too, you know. But it's a, it's a concerted effort, and it's one that I feel like people who have power within the organization are doing nothing to stop. And it's it's almost like a, re a repeated theme of this podcast every week uh, for, for the other podcast, too. It's like you're not doing anything about it and you see it happening. And the only the only thing I can say about that is yet you don't stop it because you want it to happen. That's the only that's the only explanation I can think of. And so then when we see the the 
the almost the indifference of the family to what's happening. And the fact that the press continues to do that, you're basically giving them permission. So, of course, y'all are working together. But now the question is why? So, yeah, of course, that's why I start to believe all the things that people, that specifically English people, who say that, oh, well, they're, they're working together because all of the secrets in A, B, and C. So uh, I'm just generally disgusted with that whole thing. But um, not blind to it at all. And I know people listening are not either. And in general, I just think it's a tragedy that people are hungry for headlines at the expense of somebody else. It's different if you're just trying to get in the news and you just want to promote something that you're doing or, girl, maybe you just want to show off a, a dress. Fine. But to do it at the expense of your literal flesh and blood is the biggest tragedy to me. So this is why I say we have to continue to delegitimize the tabloids. I think generally people don't take them seriously, but I mean, like, I, I hope to get to the point where people don't even click on any of them or even engage with the people who are writing them because that leads to click for somebody else, clicks for somebody else. But, um, you know, they're showing that they have certain intentions. And so they don't intend to give Harry and Meghan a break ever. And they'll never hold anybody else anybody else's feet to the fire in that family and they don't even want to hold Andrew's feet to the fire yeah they're writing about it a little bit that's only because the press in America is so loud but you see how slow they are to that but my takeaway from the whole fiasco is that some people are more desperate for headlines than others and that the Sussex popularity is a major problem for a lot of people in that family and so the real impressive part in all of this, though, is that the Sussexes continue to build <laughs> and they continue to carry on and show you that they're doing that and that they're going on with their game plan. Here we are. It's nearly September and the Sussexes are planning and preparing so many things from the tour to the foundation rollout and the capsule collection, which we got a little bit of sneak peek of um, and not to mention Harry's birthday is coming up in two weeks. And so try as they might it's like the Sussexes could put up an Instagram post and all of a sudden the whole tone of the tabloids have changed of course they're going to go in but whatever they were talking about they're going to stop mid-sentence and they're going to go in on whatever they want to write about Harry and Meghan next so at, at least Harry and Meghan if you ask me they still and will always have the upper hand because again their work just speaks for speaks for itself and they don't have to be the future king and queen for the emotion and the interest of the people to be with them, because that's really what it is. Attention equates to dollars in the digital age. And the attention is always going to go with Harry and Meghan. Therefore, the dollar or the people who are looking for the money, I should say, they're chasing them in every way possible, for better or for worse. So... Just know what you're looking at when it happens. But don't let any of the clown show from last week or whatever is happening this week, don't let any of it distract you from the fact that Megan is about to have a record-breaking second year as a royal. I mean, this is just her maternity leave. And here we are with August almost over. I feel like September and October are going to be very fast-paced. And as if we didn't have enough to rejoice about, despite the BS, we are going to have our hands full 
come, I would say September, October. I don't really know when the tour will start, but man, I wouldn't be surprised if, no, they'll let us know ahead of time, I think. But if maybe in one to two weeks time, we have a date for the tour. Don't know. I don't know. So please don't ask me because I don't know. I, I know as much as you do. So, um, yeah, so I look forward to all of that, but that's pretty much all I have for today. I just wanted to address and close out what was talked about in the last episode because, I mean, I mean that was really just a whole entire clown show, um, what was happening <laughs> over there last weekend. Um, no, nah, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Didn't sit well with me, but um, I thank y'all for tuning in. That's all I have for today, and uh, this episode is should be pretty short, but, um, that's probably going to be a trend going forward. As we get into autumn, I might make more episodes throughout the week, as opposed to just one big episode on Thursday, but we'll see how all of that plays out. Let's continue to move the narrative in a positive direction and to continue to do our part to do good in the world, in the world around us and beyond. Um, that's what we're here for. And, so you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, all the podcasting platforms as well. And make sure you check out the Sussex Rising playlist on Spotify. I have coming up what I hope is a very touching edit in the next couple of weeks. So um, be on the lookout for that, but also more content coming up on YouTube just as soon as I can kind of work my schedule out a little bit more um, cleanly than what it is now. But that edit will be on Instagram and Twitter. So be looking out for that. And yeah, that's pretty much it. So thanks for tuning in. And until next time, peace. I'm a bad bitch. You can't kill me. Kill me. Kill me.